Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. In today's episode, I want to share with you the three essential ingredients that you need if you want to bake a successful HMO deal every single time. Now, this sounds straightforward enough, and you know what? It is pretty simple stuff, yet so many people still get this wrong. So today, I'm going to spell it out for you. And the good news is, I'm going to give you the recipe, so even if you don't have the ingredients in quite the right amounts, you'll still be able to get this right every single time. So, If you're thinking about buying your first HMO or perhaps you want to scale up your HMO portfolio that you've already built, then today's episode is definitely one for you. Please sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode of the HMO podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, welcome back to today's episode. So I'm excited because today we're going to talk about three essential ingredients that you can use to bake the perfect HMO deal every single time. Now, when it comes to HMOs, there's a lot to think about. There's so much detail, particularly if you're building a business out of it, certainly if you want to build a rent-to-rent business, and that can be overwhelming. And often we can procrastinate, we can stagnate because there's so much to think about. So today we're going to simplify it. And I often like to do that when it comes to business and certainly when it comes to property. Today, I'm going to share three ingredients that I think if you get right in the right balances, and the good news is there's flexibility. So if you've got a little bit more of one than the other, you can still make this work. You'll make almost every single one of your deals work and you can actually mitigate almost all of the worst case outcomes. Now, the caveat is I am simplifying things to make this episode more digestible and to give you some really clear action points and to help give you some confidence to actually go out there and build your business or buy your next HMO project. But Remember, you do still need to think about some of the other detail, but if you get this right, that detail, the rest of it matters so much less. So at this point, you're probably thinking, Andy, what on earth are you talking about? You're talking about ingredients, baking. So let's get straight to it. When I look at every single one of my deals, whether it's something I'm buying myself, whether it's a rent to rent deal, whether it's something I'm just advising somebody on in our community, I'm always thinking about three things. And these three things will really determine 
the performance of this HMO. And the performance of the HMO pretty much determines everything. Now, yes, you've got to think about the cash you've got to buy it and the finance that you're going to have to borrow and pay back to develop it and refinance it. Yes, there are risks with builders and things like that. And we are cutting through some of that. We're glossing over a little bit of that in today's episode. But nevertheless, I think you'll get, as I progress through today's episode, what I'm talking about and why I'm talking about it. So what are these three ingredients? Well, every time I look at one of these deals, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about the location. I'm thinking about the price. And I'm talking about the price that I can rent the rooms out for, rent the property back out for. And I'm thinking about the spec. And there's a relationship between these three things. The location is fixed. So you've got one shot at getting this right. If you get it wrong, you are snookered. So that means you've got to be at the front end, very, very, very clued up on where you're buying, that location. And I don't want to go into the details of getting that right. What I'm just saying is that if you get this right, you've nailed one of these three key ingredients. (laughs) Chances of getting this right, baking this deal successfully, are going to be greatly increased. If you get it wrong, if you get it completely wrong, you're really going to struggle. But you can't change this item in retrospect. You have to get it right at the front end. Now, of course, this is obvious. I know what you're thinking. But let's continue. The second ingredient is the spec. Now, that spec is very controllable. You could go platinum standard. You could coat the banister in gold if you thought that that made sense in this location and for the demographic that you're targeting. Or you could do a pretty bog standard refurb. You could offer a good quality accommodation. And that's where the price point comes in. You then get to decide the price and the value. And you could decide that actually you're offering value accommodation, good quality accommodation, but at a good value. You could offer premium quality accommodation. So you could go high, high spec, but you are obviously going to charge a little bit more. But the great thing here is that this relationship between the location and the spec and the price that you ultimately dictate is all very much kind of rolled and folded into itself. And there's a lot of flexibility. So let me explain. Ideally, we want to buy in the best possible location. We all want that. We want to buy in the A1 location where the demand is the best, where the street scene is safe and it's tidy and it's attractive and there's parking and there's garden spaces and you can offer. We all want that. But the reality is, because we all want it, we can't all have it. And of course, it affects the numbers, doesn't it? It affects what we actually have to pay for a property. The very desirable areas usually cost us substantially more. And sometimes that can make it uneconomic. Not always, but there is definitely a spectrum. When it comes to spec, we've got a lot of choice there. So we can almost offset any compromise that we might need to make on location by increasing or improving the spec. So let me explain. If we can't find something in an A1 location, in the very best location, even though that's absolutely what we wanted, we could compromise and we could buy something on the fringe. It's close enough. It's on a bus route. It's still in or within the city within, with let's say sort of one or two or 300,000 people, a population of about that size. So we're what? Maybe a five minute walk away, maybe a five minute drive away from our sort of first choice location. Could we get this to work? Well, we probably could. You know what? If actually the street scene is still pretty nice and maybe there's a bit of parking and if it's still fairly desirable, maybe not as desirable, but if we're looking at a location that we sort of feel like that about and we know that our prospective tenants would feel like that about, 
it means that we can offset that compromise a little bit. We haven't got the best or the first choice location. So we're not going to be able to compete with those people in the very best location. Certainly not on location. But if we are a bit clever with the spec, if we do something exciting, different, if we make it stand out with the spec, if we perhaps overinvest in the spec or do something really, really creative on a budget, we can still actually make ours the first choice. That's right. The location isn't everything. It's a really important factor, but actually combined with that spec, we can make ours a first choice. And all of a sudden, we're edging closer to a position where we're mitigating a lot of risk going into a deal. Because if we know that the chances of us being able to rent our property and rent it consistently is there, we are offsetting a lot of risk. We're offsetting the risk of having voids, of struggling with finance and valuations and all of that jazz. Let's think about the third ingredient. And the third ingredient is the price. Now, you get to dictate this. You get to choose it. Now, a smart investor looks at the market and compares themselves to what else is in the market, look at other competitors, see what they're charging, and be strategic about what you think you can charge. Now, of course, we do want to charge the most. We're business owners. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But remember, and I've said this a number of times on the podcast before, your key driver here is almost always going to be value for money. And that value point is driven by that location and by that spec. So if you've got the best possible location and you've got the best possible spec, then you're going to be at the very, very, very highest end of the price bracket, aren't you? Because that's the value that you're offering. But if there's a little bit of compromise because your location piece isn't quite first choice, maybe it's second choice, but your spec is first choice, then you can afford to be almost at the top when it comes to the rent that you charge. And the great thing is that you've got that flexibility. So if you know this and you understand that, you can be really, really clever and really strategic going into this deal. So you look at this relationship, you look at, okay, here's kind of where we are with regards to our desirability on location. Here's where we are with regards to our desirability on the spec that we're going to create. And here's where we can be on price. Now you get to choose what you do with the spec and you get to choose what you do with the price. Those are the variables that are in your control. The location piece, once you've decided to buy that property and you've bought it, that's it. You're never, ever, ever going to change it. Sometimes a city can kind of grow into that location. It can become more popular. And sometimes, unfortunately, the opposite happens. I've seen this happen for the last decade in the student market. Yeah, you know, Students have gathered further and further away from the peripheries and got closer and closer to the city centres, to the university campuses. So you do have to sometimes think about what the future might hold. But it's up to you how you get this balance. And what I'm saying is the ingredients are there for you to kind of just pick and choose from. So if you haven't quite got as much of the location that you want, you can still get the end result that you want by putting a little bit more of that spec in and putting a little bit more of that price competitiveness in. So what I'm saying is you just drop your price a little bit to make yourself super, super competitive. Let's look at another example. Perhaps you've got an A1 location, but in this example, it's going to take up almost all of your capital that you need or you've got available. So perhaps in that case, you can't afford to do a £100,000 refurb. There's nothing wrong with that. I totally get that. I don't want to buy something, spend a hundred grand on it you know, with my deposit and then have to spend hundred grand to refurb it. You know, that's a lot of money. And I understand that that isn't appropriate and sort of doable for all of us. But what you can do is actually perhaps do a cheaper refurb. You could do a light refurb. You could just do some creative stuff, but on a real budget. And actually, you could use that 
location. You've got the A1 location. You're sort of a first choice on that, but you could afford to be slightly second, maybe even a third choice on spec. Now, again, you've got to marry that with the value, with the value, with the rental valuation that you set. Obviously, you're not going to go for the highest, highest spec. You can play around with that a little bit. But what this does is it drives the demand that is most suitable for your property. And that's what's really important. And what I see so often, and the mistake I see so often, is that investors come into the market with a limited amount of capital, which is understandable. So they buy in a peripheral location. It's not the first choice location. They spend as much as they can afford on the spec. They do a top class job on the refurb and they really hit that kind of upper upper ceiling of, of spec. And that's great. But then what they do is they also try and charge the highest rent possible. And sometimes, and I've seen this so many times, they don't get it. They just don't get those rents at that highest level. And sometimes they get it to begin with because it's really shiny and it's got a whole polished brand new look, smells new. But six months, 12 months, 18 months in, they struggle to maintain that. And of course, if their deal, if, if everything at the front end was based on those super high rents, that's going to be a problem. If actually the ROI starts to drop, if actually it means that when the valuer comes to refinance, they're a little bit stingy on what they give you back and you therefore maybe struggle to pay an investor back, this is a real problem. So this is why you have to understand these three ingredients and how to get the balance of the ingredients just right. If you've got a little bit more of one, you can afford to have a little bit less of the other. If you've not got too much of one, you're going to need more of the other. You understand what I mean? Now, at this point, you're probably saying, well, Andy, isn't this obvious stuff? Surely we're just going to buy the property in the very best location. We're going to do the very best thing we can with the spec and we're going to charge the highest rent possible. Yes, in an ideal world, that's what we would do every single time. But the reality is, and I've seen this so many times, finding those opportunities is incredibly tough. In fact, it's so tough that I see a lot of people just end up sitting and waiting on the sidelines. They're waiting for this perfect deal and very rarely does it come along. Of course, we've got to remember at the other side, yeah, we're trying to recycle some cash out the deal. We're trying to add value and pull money out so we can go again. We're trying to find something that we can actually buy before somebody else. These things are really, really tough when you're buying in prime locations because there is so much competition. The student market is a great example. I could go right into the city centre. I could put my sort of, I could drop a pin on the map in the very best location for student properties. But I'd have to pay an awful lot of money for the privilege of buying that. I could do what I want with spec. That's great. I could go in and paint it gold and then I could try, try and charge the highest possible rents. And yes, you know, I probably will have the most expensive product in the market. But that doesn't mean I'll have the most desirable product in the market because actually not everybody in the student market is looking for the most expensive accommodation. That's understandable. What they're looking for is good value for money. So we have to think about that, which means actually I'm probably not likely to be able to charge quite as much for the rent as I would like to. And therefore the economics of my deal start to look a bit different. My ROI my net yield, my gross yield, my actual cash flow all start to look different because I've got a very expensive mortgage. I've spent a lot on my refurb. It's difficult to explain this and I hope you can see what I'm trying to contextualise. But I guess the essence here is that location is fixed. You get to pick that once and it's never really going to change again. But you do get to control the spec and you do get to control where you set the price. And that gives you a huge amount of flexibility and it lets you control the outcome 
of the deal. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that spec alone allows you to charge the most and will give you ultimate rental confidence. It doesn't. Spec gradually wears off. It's the balance that you need to get just right. I promise you, if you focus on this, um, every deal, if you look at every single deal with this in mind, you'll buy much, much better. And actually, I think this is a really good practical way of looking at your deals because it helps you sort of see the value sometimes in actually buying in secondary and tertiary locations. I like those locations sometimes because the economics at the back end can be really, really good and we can still get really good rental confidence and feel really confident in what we're doing and and the asset that we develop and hold. You can do exactly the same too. So don't get too carried away about having to have the very best of everything and having to charge the highest because that's kind of what you hear other people are doing, or that's the way to do it successfully, or that's what you see on Instagram. It's not the reality. Get the value for money piece right. Get the blend of that location and that spec just right, and you'll do really, really well. I hope you found that useful. I hope that it all makes sense, and I hope more than anything that you employ this into your own sort of area evaluation exercises, your own deal analysis straight away. I promise if you do, you'll find it a lot easier. It'll give you a lot more scope in your deal and you'll get a lot further as an investor in the HMO market. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget that I'm on hand over in the HMO community. So if you've got any questions about this at all, come on over to our free group on Facebook and ask them in there. We can have a good old conversation. I can give you a bit more advice. Maybe you've got a specific scenario that you want to apply this to and we can have a chat. And the great thing is, There are over 6,000 of us in our community now. Some of us are incredibly experienced. So it's a wonderful place to actually find other investors, to network, and of course, to learn. Don't forget, if you do want to level things up, you need to head over to the hmoroadmap.co.uk. We've got some brand new masterclasses that we've recently released. We've got the one with Andrew and Mary, their architectural opinion on how to approach your HMO deals, covering everything from planning permission to building regs to optimizing your floor plans to specking your projects, interior design, (laughs) managing projects, all sorts of that good stuff. We've got a masterclass from last month that Joe and Olivia, who've joined us on the podcast before, have done all about rent to rent. So if that's your bag, we've got a fantastic masterclass in there. And of course, we've got so much more stuff that I couldn't possibly begin to even try and tell you in the short time we've got left on today's episode. Just go and check it out. I promise you won't regret it. And guys, before you dash off, can I ask you a huge favour? I know I ask you every week, but we've had some great ones recently and it really does help. Can you spare just 30 seconds to leave a super quick review of the show? You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, but also on Spotify. And it really does help. We enjoy sort of seeing what you guys think of the show. The feedback really helps and it's great. It helps us spread the message further, which is helping. We're actually getting onto some sort of mainstream news channels now, which is great for our industry. And of course, it helps us continue to bring great guests onto the show to help us all build better property businesses. That's it. Don't forget, I'll be right back here in the very same place next week. So please join me then for another installment of the HMO podcast. Mm-hmm.